What is going on, Wolfpack Nation? Thank you all so much again for tuning back in here. we got an exciting episode today where we're actually going to be reviewing the, the football season for the ACC, so breaking down each team, giving them a grade. And, uh, and, but before, though, we kind of explain a little bit more. I want to go and uh, welcome our guest, uh, Dan Siegel, here from the ACC content with Pipeline. Dan, hope you're doing well today. Yeah, appreciate you having me on here. Excited about this little bit that we're doing. We are um, yeah. reviewing the season and – but as far as the grades are concerned, I only two teams actually failed, but a lot of C range. So okay, yep. So so basically, yeah. So Dan kind of teased it there. So basically, for every team, we're going to give a grade, uh, normal school grades so like A pluses, you know, C minuses, all that jazz, uh, based on how we think uh, that you know what kind of grade that we feel they should get now this is kind of not necessarily set in terms of criteria for each but again we'll kind of dive a little bit more into it but we're going to go uh, alphabetically do half teams in this part and the second part we'll finish the rest so with that being said uh so we're going to start off in, in alphabetical order so that means that we get to start with the one the only boston college so uh so dan since you're the guest i'll let you go first uh give tell us what grade you get you gave them for the season so I did consider the Phil Dracovic injury. I felt like it would be unfair to kind of grade them based on their preseason expectations and just mm-hmm. going on the assumption he played 12 games because he only played a couple games and he returned late in the season, didn't actually even play to like, he didn't look healthy, but I'm giving them a C plus because even though their offense struggled, I think um even though they often struggled without Dracovic, we could give an excuse there, but their defense did not take the strides that I thought they would make. And that has nothing to do with your quarterback being injured. So I'm going C plus or BC. Okay. And we'll go to Macon and Michael and then myself, and we'll just keep it in that order. So Macon. Yeah, for me, um, I would say I, I was right about where uh, Dan was talking. I have them as a B minus um, on the season. And uh, I you know, honestly, C plus probably does sound a little bit better, more fitting because I just I just felt like they were just an average team. They they finished I think it was uh, two and six in conference, but that was also because they didn't have Dracovic. And um, I really think the game, honestly, not to kind of you know toot our own horn here, I do think the game that kind of took the wind out of their sails was the NC State game they had because they were going into that game with like about week five or six. And they were like, man, they was I, people remember they was kind of like, okay, whoever wins the Boston College NC State game is going to be like, okay, you're in the driver's seat to a degree, going up against Wake Forest down the road because we had just beaten Clemson, so yeah, yep. when we embarrassed them, and you know that was the most probably the most complete game other than maybe a, a game later in the season I can't think of right now, but. um that was, you know, we hit, that was the first scoop and score we had. That was, and not trying to get into the game details, but I do think that game took the mm-hmm. wind out of their sails. Um, I think Dracovic came back and they tried their hardest to compete. And uh, I just don't think it was up. So I feel like it was average. They were six and six overall. So they do get to go to a bowl game. Um, kind of is why it kind of bumps me maybe up from a C to a B minus because they at least get to do that relative to their expectations. But, um, Yep. I never saw them as like so, a nine and three team or eight and four team. So it's kind of like, eh. Yep. Maggle? Yeah, I have them uh, just at a solid C. It is hard to, you know, judge them based on Dracovic going out. I mean, they ended up, like we said, two and six. And it's just hard to, hard to say what they would have been with uh, Dracovic the whole year. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then for me, I gave them a solid C as well. Uh, you know, looking at their schedule, you know, their best win or, uh, was against, uh, Missouri in overtime. Uh, but, but, you know, obviously their losses weren't the best either, but definitely going two and six, uh, you know, especially with a season that had a lot of, a lot of hype like Boston College did for, you know, them to end up two and six in conference, you know, definitely disappointing for sure. Um, so now heading on to, I think, which is an interesting one is Clemson, who started off predicted. <laughs> 12 and 0 and 8 0 in the, in the conference and finishing 9 and 3 and 6 and 2. So, Dan? Yeah. So, I talked about it on my podcast, right? And the expectation for Clemson, obviously, they're amidst a dynasty. So, it's championship or bust for any year for them. And I think even after this year, that'll probably still remain the case. They have another 9 and 3 year. It probably changes. But I'm going to give them a C minus, actually, only that good of a grade because I think. Things improved throughout the year outside of DJ, their quarterback, who at first they had all sorts of offensive issues. It was everywhere, their run game, their offensive line, their receivers, everything. And I think everybody improved except for DJ himself. So now with their elite defense, I think by week 12, week 13, they became just a quarterback away and they could grab someone in the portal or, you know, bring in Cade Klubnick, whatever he's ready. Um that's kind of going to put them back to the Clemson level, but maybe a little generous, but I'm still giving them a C minus. Fair enough. Make it. Yeah, I actually have a better grade than that. I, I had him as a B actually. Um, I have him as a B and the, my reasoning was, I just think yeah, I've heard another of the, ins- I've heard another uh, uh, insight NC state uh, site mention this too, but I, they, I think they might be the most disrespected team in the country because they were, Undefeated at home, they still went nine and three. Um, and everybody they weren't ranked until like the last week of the season. And if NC State mm-hmm. or Boston College or let, let me actually say if NC State or Florida State in their prime had been nine and three, but they were not ranked until like the last week of the season, and it's only because people's perception of Clemson is they're down. Which they are, but they're still nine and three. So, mm-hmm. to me, the I, I I just feel like they didn't meet expectations, but they finished nine and three, and you're disappointed yeah. because you thought they could go and compete and win maybe an, an, another spot in the playoffs. I think it's a B. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I have them at a a C plus. I mean, obviously, like you said, it was championship expectations, but overall. I mean, they had one of the best defenses in the country. Their only losses are to Georgia, the closest game Georgia played all season before the SEC championship game, and then Pitt, the ACC champion, and and us, a top 20 team. Um, so, you know, I, by no means a bad season, but obviously when you have those undefeated playoff hopes at the beginning of the year, it does uh, does sting a little bit, so... I have another C plus. Yeah, I mean, for me, it, I was kind of going between a C plus and a B minus, just because you know, because because part of me and the reason part of me is kind of pushing for a higher grade, is saying, I mean, they did go nine and three. I mean, and <laughs> yeah. and also too, their three losses that they had were to the number three team in the country, the number twelve team in the country, and number eighteen team in the country mm-hmm. right now. Uh, yeah. uh, being Georgia Pitt. Uh, so, I mean, you know, three solid, solid losses, um, you know, and obviously, uh, 
all three of those were either on the road or a neutral site like Macon was getting at. So, mm-hmm. uh, but then the bad thing is really, I mean, like DJ Uyangule, I mean, is just a, he's not it, what you thought he was. It's it, yeah. it's yeah. super nerve wracking for Clemson the fact that he literally did not throw over 250 passing yards in any game this season. But did you see Will Shipley's tweet yards. like yesterday, two days ago? Where he said DJU what, for Heisman 2022, write it down or something like hey, that. I was like, he's really hyping up. It's crazy. Yeah. He said what? I'm, I, I can't wait to see what the future odds are going to be on DJ Uyangale uh, winning Heisman next year. Well, the so, thing, I'll, I'll really, look, uh, one brief thing about <laughs> Clemson is that they also had injuries. So you right. kind of put that in yeah. too. You can, the reason why they may have lost, and you're right, great point, Lane. They lost, their three losses were top 20 teams. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I have a so, little, maybe a little bit so, higher. That's what I well, thinking. Well, well, and also, too, I mean, just like offensive line was terrible. They really only had one stud wide receiver the entire season. Um, and then they ended up relying on a true freshman running back. So it's like, hmm, who was good and got injured. <laughs> sure. Um, so, but anyway, so now moving on to the next team, we're going to go Duke. And I think this is uh, what Dan was getting at. Probably one of the teams that failed. Nope, actually. I gave them a D minus. Really? Yeah. Wow. So, no. so I think, by the way, we uh, everybody made their preseason predictions, and I think everybody had Duke going like, what, three and nine, four and eight, but everybody at least had their yeah. like, conference game or two. But at <laughs> least they they beat Northwestern and Kansas, right? So mm-hmm. uh, every ACC game was a 24-plus point margin, except for Georgia Tech, which is only a three-point, still a loss. It was kind of mm-hmm. pathetic, but like we're not looking at a premier football school. Pretty much anybody else, I'd probably give them an F. But I think just those two non-conference power conference wins gave them yeah. just a very slight sixty-five. Well, yeah. for me, I gave them an F. <laughs> I gave yeah. them a total F. And my thing is, it's like when you roll into a test, like you're about a big test, and I'll say you didn't study for it, but you just walk in, you're like, okay, I know I'm going to fail. <laughs> probably i'm just gonna take my test and try to get it over with and you're like yeah i did my best you still failed <laughs> it's still really bad right. so I, I to me it's i mean they were just not competitive i mean except the best win is northwestern and um and even i'd say kansas Northwestern's had kansas better years look too so. bad. you said what yeah i yeah I, i'd say yeah i'd probably say kansas was a better win Honestly, Kansas didn't end the season too bad, but yeah, I also have them as enough. I mean, yeah, that was a good analogy. You know, you know, you go into the test knowing you're going to fail, but you still fail. So <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like, hey, you're you did you did get some wins there, hey, but it's still an F. You didn't even get make it to a bowl yeah. season. You didn't even crack five hundred. You I don't know yeah. that they had. Mm-hmm. Did they have anybody on the first second team All ACC? Maybe um, uh, maybe somebody Bo- or Bobo receiver was pretty good oh and the yeah. running back the whole was, point is I though they was, just they just didn't have anything to point back to the season yeah. that was really successful in my pretty good center, but i think he's in the portal now so yeah uh, and now no cut cliff um yeah so uh yeah and then, and then and then for me obviously f but mostly honestly because really that first game against unc charlotte and because for a couple things first of all i mean that was by far Charlotte's biggest win to date since their program yeah, started. That's a back great in point. 20, they lost to Charlotte. Twenty fourteen. <laughs> and also too, uh 
like with it being the first game, you had the whole off season to prepare for this game. You know, it's that's a it's great not like point. it's not like you you play like North Carolina or Georgia Tech, and then you had to play Charlotte, so you were you know kind of didn't really have a chance to focus on them. You had all off season to focus on them. You got to wonder if they just rolled into it thinking we're, we're going to win. Well, but I mean, it, it, but I mean, how terrible is that? I mean, but I mean, even even like you know any you would hope any AC team, even if you rolled into Charlotte and weren't hundred percent focused. You could still win the game. Now you might make it a game, but you would hope that you would still be able to win the game. So even for Duke again, just to find a way to give Charlotte a win like let that me ask this, um, was was bad. So. Yeah, let me ask this question: Which is worse, potentially not prepping for Charlotte and losing, and really prepping for Charlotte and losing? <laughs> I mean, both are uh, bad. Both. <laughs> the point both. Like, who cares whether they prepare or not? They lost to Charlotte. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Well, and they got blown out by everybody else. It was just like you said, it wasn't even close. And I, they got shut so, out by UVA. That's pretty hard to do. That's pretty tough. That actually is a yeah. good point, too. Uh, you've, yeah. Before we continue, we want to take a quick second to tell you about our sponsor, Flatlands Dress Up Insurance Group, that has our whole world covered with agents in five offices throughout Eastern North Carolina to help you decide how much coverage you need. Offering policies for home and auto, recreational vehicles, commercial, crop, health, life, and employee benefits. They are able to combine options to find a comprehensive solution that works for you. Flatlands Jessup protects the things you love so you can spend less time wearing and more time enjoying them. Find them on Facebook and Instagram at Flatlands Jessup. You can also visit their webpage at www.flatlandsjessup.com. So please make sure to go and check them out. All right. So now heading on to Florida State. So again, what's predicted goes six and six, end up five and seven. So not too far off from what the experts predicted. But uh, Dan, what do you got for us? Yeah, I got C minus. It it could have been worse. Nobody expected them to get more than seven to eight wins. I think I had them seven and five, like four and four in conference. But um I mean I think honestly, long term, I actually like Jordan Travis. I think um he made a lot of developments throughout the season. He looked very raw at first, kind of just explosive, but a lot of mistakes, not the ability to work through progressions and work through an offense. And he looks so much more polished throughout the season. So that's a plus for them. But overall, I mean, things are kind of a mess there with uh, the whole Hunter situation, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But C minus, I think, is a fair grade for them just because the expectations of your program is pretty high, much higher, but they didn't go into the season thinking they were going to win eight, nine games. Yeah. Right. Making. I had him as a D plus, so C minus D plus type wow. thing. You're, to me, the losses to Jacksonville State was terrible, um, but then they were. Mm-hmm. But, but you know, they they did have some good. They they lost to Notre Dame by three points in overtime, so they were pretty competitive. Mm-hmm. They were competitive for the most part against Clemson. I mean, it was like the last minute or so in the game when they lost, if I remember correctly, and. Um, I mean, <clears throat> pretty. They beat they beat Miami, and I gave Miami a better grade than them. I just think, mm-hmm. I just think there was not. I think the start they had going zero and four, being an historic sucky season for them. Um, mm-hmm. When it's Mike Norvell's what third year, fourth year, I just, I just. To me, I don't call that. To me, a C is average, and I wouldn't say it's average. It was definitely below average. Yeah, I agree. Michael? Yeah, I had him as C plus actually. I mean, I think that, like you said, they played Notre Dame tough that first game of the season, almost won there. 
Um, with Jordan Travis, they were pretty good. They He was out for a couple games. He missed a game or two here and there against us. He didn't play. Um, you know, like Dan said, I don't think anybody was expecting much more than maybe seven wins. Um, and I think they, uh, I think it's slow. It's, it is a mess, but I think it's slowly starting to get better. I agree with that. Yeah. Now, the one thing which I will say with Florida State is I know going into the season, there was a ton of hype behind Mackenzie Milton. A ton of hype. Oh, yeah. Spring game, uh, he know, was especially exciting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody was was, was rolling over backwards into for it. him. Uh, I bought into it. Sure. I, bought in. I mean, yeah. I mean, he was. Yeah, I mean, he was a borderline Heisman Trophy uh, finalist at one point, uh, you know, during his time at UCF for his major injury. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, for me, uh, I'm, I'm giving him a solid C. Uh, and, and it's because there's there, the bad things, obviously, yeah, the loss to Jacksonville State's a terrible loss for sure. Um, you know, obviously, the wins overall weren't too great. Uh, probably your best win. Uh, uh, was over probably Miami, honestly. Uh, and, yeah. And because that's one thing I give him a good grade for is that, I mean, to beat Miami at home, you know, that, that's huge for Norvell. You know, you got to do good against your rivals, uh, you know, and so obviously to beat Miami, but losing to Florida, you know, you can kind of forgive a little bit more because it was only by three points. It was at Florida. Uh, so, uh, so again, just solid season. Okay. You know, I think uh, FSU has bigger fish to fry right now with their recruiting uh, burns really more than their season burns uh you know so but uh yeah i mean just solid season but you know we'll be interested to see what happens with them next season um so uh i think we're actually i have to stop at uh, for part one here at georgia tech and then we'll kind of roll in so georgia tech uh dan uh you know obviously predicted to go five and seven ended up being two and six over or uh sorry I, I messed up the uh, three and nine yeah there we go i mean i got them flip-flopped uh three and nine overall and two and six in conference so this mm-hmm. was a team I actually had failing. I think I'm just completely out wow. on Jeff Collins. It's simple. The hype was there. The recruiting was there as first class. It's only hype. But the recruiting <laughs> has gone downhill because what are the recruits realizing? They're selling a product that's not really the product that they're selling. Like It's just <laughs> not winning right. games. And I haven't seen development from their players. Jeff Sims, who came in with a lot of hype, did, yeah. hasn't really done anything. He didn't start the vast majority of the later portion of the season. And um, Jameer Gibbs in the transfer portal, among several others, like I, I'm just out on that program, to be honest. I think they need to look elsewhere. Yep. Totally agree. Maybe. I didn't give him an F. I gave him a D because I never thought mm-hmm. they were that great in the first place. It's like I knew Georgia – I knew I knew Duke was worse. But you got to look in the Coastal Division – Preseason, every team got at least one vote for first place. Every team except Duke. That's why it's, it's even. Yeah. But um, Georgia Tech, I think, had four. I'm not mistaken. And four people thought Georgia Tech would win the Coastal Division, which one is a statement of how fluid the Coastal is. But to me, the whole Georgia Tech thing. I was just sitting here thinking about it. It's kind of like where we where we are with the country right now with all this inflation. It's a bunch of hype, and it's like, oh, we're doing so great. Look at us. It don't don't look over here. It's and then it's like, yeah, but you're a bunch of you're puffing yourself up over here, and it's like there's crap right now. So it's like, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I I don't I didn't really I didn't really see much in Jeff Collins except the rah 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 kind of guy and 
Yeah. We're going to go and mm-hmm. kick everybody's butt and take names. And you're the one who's getting yep. your butt kicked. And you're the <laughs> one who's not doing anything with your players, really. I mean, we all, Nothing. you know, as NC State fans, we all know Jemias Griffin was a four-star running back recruit that had committed to State and flipped to Georgia Tech. Well, now we all kind of laugh because it's like, sorry, man. It's uh, <laughs> well, he, well, he's in transfer. And now he's transferred. Right? So that? as he yeah. should, because I just I just think was it was this year three or four for Jeff Collins? Three. Three. Yeah. Three. So he's going in year four. He's he fired he fired a few coordinators, I think. I yeah. think he mm-hmm. fired so you have to at this point just at least give fans something to hold on to, but mm-hmm. it ain't looking good. Yeah. No. Yeah, Michael? I have him as a F two. I mean, Jeff Collins just hasn't lived up to the hype. I, I mean, it, it, it's tough. It's obviously going to be a tough transition from the triple option to a spread, spread offense, but they're, mm-hmm. they haven't even shown like an ounce of improvement for that. Really, I mean, like like we've mentioned, Gibbs transfer portal, Gates transfer portal, and it just doesn't doesn't look good. I mean, I will there. say they, they did have the good, the, the, it looked nice at the times to a degree against UNC. And, uh, that was a yeah. big win for them, but that was about it. UNC is yeah. kind of a very, Oh, well, I'll get to that. Yeah, let's, like We that, have yeah. a whole section. We could talk about UNC. <laughs> yeah. And, and I will say Georgia tech yeah. was very close to beating Miami again. They just, they were, yeah. Well, yeah, and so so for me, I actually originally wrote down here that I had it as D plus, but but Dan from the get go convinced me to move it down to a D minus. Uh, so uh, especially because looking at it, I mean they ended the season on a six game losing streak, yep. and and also too the last two games they lost a hundred to nothing yep. combined in the last two games, a hundred to nothing. Wow! So it's that. like okay, like you don't have you don't like you have negative like like momentum he- heading into the off season like. You don't have good momentum. You don't have bad momentum. You have negative momentum. You have yeah. less than zero their, momentum. So their stadium but, but against Georgia was completely red. Yeah. Well, do you? I mean, are you surprised? No. I mean, so so, <laughs> but 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 it, it's still. It, but the only scratch. Looking at the schedule, the only thing that still I just cannot stop scratching my head about is a win over North Carolina, forty-five twenty-two. It just I, makes yeah. no sense whatsoever. They, so North uh, Carolina expected it to be Jordan Yates, and then they just all of a sudden. Trotted out Jeff Sims and North yeah. Carolina players had no idea that there was a running quarterback on the team and he ran all over them. I'm looking yep. here at the rankings. Yep. Who they fired? They fired their OC. They fired their one of their co-defensive coordinators slash safeties coaches, and they fired their cornerbacks coach. So I guess their secondary was garbage. Yeah. Wow. All right, so with that being said, so we're actually going to change this into a three-parter. Is again, obviously, conversations went a little bit longer, but that's okay. Hey, it just means means more, more, more content to check out, right? So, uh, and also to more time to have Dan and AC content around with us. So we're excited about it. So thank you all so much again for tuning in. Again, please make sure again to if you haven't already, make sure you hit that subscribe button. It's free to do and really helps support us. And also to make sure it does that you don't miss out on any of our new content. But also too, if you haven't checked out all of our NC State content, make sure to go do so. Like our interview that we just had with Debbie Yao. Uh, so go check that out and give this video a like as well and uh give us a follow at toughy talk now on twitter or instagram and uh also to dan i uh, want to give a, a tag real quick for acc content yeah just um dan steagle at acc content at ac so it's um how do i explain this 
like it's two C's and then on 10 and an underscore. You're kind of merging yeah. the so end just, of ACC yeah, yeah. and yeah. content into content. It's out, Got it. it probably makes a little more sense. Yeah, yeah, no. So thank you all so much again for tuning in. And hey, as always, go pack, y'all. Uh-huh.